Say, guys, I wonder if you'd mind recording a couple of promos for us. Well, like what? Uh, maybe you could say, nobody rocks like Bill and Marty on KBBL. Well, we don't know that, do we? What if somebody rocks as good as you? Or better. I mean, <laughs> we don't want to look stupid. Okay, we can respect that. How about rock-a-doodle-doo, you're listening to Bill and Marty? Yeah, sure. Okay. Right. Yeah, that's good. From the struggling studios in Buffalo, New York, it's the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast. Now with 30% more high mids. Hi, and welcome to the Struggle is Real Buffalo Music Podcast, where we talk about the ups, the downs, and burning Metallica records in order to keep warm in a dark alley of the Buffalo music scene. I am Ryan Garnett. I am joined at my side by the mysterious Mr. Will Webb. Hello, all. And uh, currently, we have uh, Nate is on stage actually performing. We are here at Ironworks, uh, right over by the arena. It is the 26th, uh, so this is going to be, we're going to, we got to go two parts. We're going deep. We're going deep into the show. There's about eight bands playing tonight, so we're just going to interview them all, and we're going to be playing you guys the interviews, and we'll be playing music by the artists. So, uh... Will, have you seen any good shows lately? No. I've only been playing uh, one show at the Mohawk Place, and uh, uh, that was good. It was a lot of fun. Orations was great. The Humble Braggers were great. And my own band, the Leones, did okay. But I think, uh, you know, it was just fun to be out and uh, see everyone in this very cold October. Yeah. The weather has gotten really fucking weird. So I, I, I have something I need to complain about. All right, folks. The All WNY Awards are intended to be fun. That's it. Folks, we don't need to take this shit so serious. Everyone should just calm down and relax. Um, recently, amongst other things, uh, I've seen bands talk about how uh, the awards aren't legitimate because certain artists aren't featured in it or because some artists are too underground or the people nominating it don't go to the good clubs. Or, uh, which I don't, I don't know what clubs I'm missing out on. Like, I mean, we're at Ironworks. This place is fucking awesome. You know, I, I saw Humble Brag as a town ballroom. Like, these bands are playing good spot. So, and then people starting to question credibility. And it's just like, guys, guys, just chill out. Relax. It's supposed to be fun. Someone uh, actually, like, mentioned that they thought I was trying to make a hierarchy of local music. And it's like, no. There's a lot of really great music, and we're just taking some time to put a spotlight on some of it. So just, you know, vote, and if you don't like any of the artists for a particular category, don't vote for the category. But, you know, let's just chill out. Just R-E-L-A-X. Or just do what I did and don't vote at all because voting's stupid. Folks, if you don't show up because you don't like the choices between me and uh, between us here in The Struggle is Real and the Think So Joe show, and you don't vote, Nick and Dan might win. And then who knows what's going to happen to our country. Nick and Dan should win, actually. Either that or maybe Corey Commons, who also does a great show as well. Maybe Michael Sargent will win. So at some point, we're talking about having the podcast hosts do rap battles. And I think I only really want to do this if Michael Sargent's involved. But So uh, we're going to see how that goes. I hope we do it for the awards. We're still looking and trying to figure out where the awards ceremony is going to go. But uh, uh, I'm already writing one-liners to make fun of uh, Leffler and Joe Kent and... I, with Nick Lacito, how do you make fun of someone with no self-awareness? We'll have to figure that out. 
So yeah, so but uh, keep continuing to vote if this comes out November first, which you know maybe that'd be nice, Leffler, if you're listening. Um, there's still a few more days left to vote. I think I don't. Will do you remember what the voting goes until the ninth? Maybe. I think it's the ninth. So you can still vote. Uh, vote for all your favorite artists. Keep an eye out for the award show, which is going to be a ton of fun. And uh, yeah, we're going to take. Uh, so, like I said, we've got tons of interviews to do today. So, I'm going to talk about a few previous shows and a few future shows, um, most of them involving things that I've booked because I'm a narcissist, but also because those are the only shows I've been to lately at Rude Boys Artworks, which you should come out for. There's a few uh, upcoming shows I'll be talking about later, but uh, we had a fantastic show there with the Scarecrow Show and Exum Priory, uh, the Russian White from Pennsylvania, the Missing Worker. And it was a, it was a real fun show. Um, Will, have you seen the Scarecrow Show? I haven't. What is that all about? They're like, they're like classic rock. Like it reminds me of like a bit of Zeppelin with kind of some Iggy pop thrown in. And, uh, they covered seek and destroy and war pigs along with the originals they did. And, um, dude, they were phenomenal. Like I listened to the albums and liked them well enough to nominate, help like get them nominated for, for the LWNY awards. They were sick. They were even better than that. Like, like, and so much energy and I would, I want to book them again and they're super nice guys and they're all, I think they're all under like 21. So they're, they're amazing. Uh, Exum Priory, I was the best set of theirs I've ever heard. Uh, I think Rude Boys works, like, the ceiling is so high that I actually think it's been working out really well for the sound. Because the sound for, you know, a little hole in the wall sounded pretty good. So, uh, in addition to that, uh, we also put on a dance party. Uh, I will want to give a shout out to my friend DJ Soyotos, who helped uh, DJ for the night. If you if you need a DJ, contact DJ Soyotos on Facebook. He's a great guy. Um, I really like working with him. He'll be doing some of the other all WNY events we're doing, and he's, he's going to be helping out with some of the other shows I'm booking. Uh, we also with that we had uh, Mark Lee, we had Flex God, we had uh, Amory Monroe, who is kind of a uh, acoustic guitarist, kind of soul singer. He brought a three-piece band with him. Uh, I wish I knew the names of the other guys. Uh, the bass player from Late is a part of his band, and it was just like it was dance and groove and funk, and it was just everyone had a great time. Like, uh, you know, there's still small crowds at Rude Boys because it's still we're still establishing ourselves, but uh, the vibe seems really good. All the bands seem really happy playing there. So uh, that's what I've been seeing in the scene. We're going to talk to Lost Connections about their new song that dropped on YouTube, uh, their fair, their upcoming farewell show, and uh, a little bit more. And then we'll play, be playing some of their music. So uh, stay tuned here on AllWNY.com. I thought we were better than letting politics win us apart. And I thought we were better than letting carelessness pigs break our hearts. And I thought we were better than letting politics ruin our night. And I thought we were better than letting this stupid shit ruin our lives. I thought we were Left and right. I thought we were better than letting politics split us apart. And I thought we were better than 
asshole letting politics fuck up your life. This is Dan McCormick from Kill the Clock, and you're listening to allwny.com. Uh, so this is Will standing out here outside uh, Buffalo Ironworks with Lost Connections. We're going to ask a couple questions for Ben on the street. So, guys, uh, Election Day uh, just dropped on YouTube a few days ago. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about the song? Uh, yeah, so basically uh, a long time ago they were trying to take down the statue of Robert E. Lee down south. And just the polarized opinions that everyone had on it was just like, I got a kick out of it because I like heard like over 10 people arguing about it that day. And I just wanted to write a song where it like wasn't a political message, but just said like, you know, we're sick of letting politics like, you know, screw with everyone. Yeah. And that's just what it's about. It's just goofy. Nice. So you guys classify yourselves as an alternative rock band? Alternative rock, alternative punk. Kind of like alternative rock, alternative punk. What's the difference? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there's not a huge difference, but like sometimes, like if I write a song, it'll tend to be a little bit more hardcore than something that he would write. So. And uh, what would you say is your biggest struggle as a band, whether it's shows or writing music or what? Uh. I'd still like to say we're pretty young. Like I feel like that gets in a way a lot of things. Uh, I mean, for a while we had trouble like even driving ourselves to our shows and like driving past nine and everything like that. And uh, we we just started uh, college, all of us. So I'd say one of our biggest struggles is just like trying to get by as like a local band, but like being like almost kids. Uh, any fun tour or show stories that you guys maybe have? Anything you want to talk about? Memorable experiences? Oh, thanks. Uh, all right, so um, one show we were playing at a bar called, just a bar in Buffalo, and um, there was another band playing. They were pretty good. Uh, I thought they were good, and the owner of the place comes over, and he tells the band that they're too loud, and that in the middle of their set, he just started yelling at them because they were too loud, saying that his waitresses couldn't hear the orders, which there was not a single customer in the bar, <laughs> so it was just like... It was pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> All right, awesome. Thanks, guys. Fucking cold out here. Hang on one second. I got one more question. Um, so what's next for Lost Connection? Pretty soon we have a uh, – we're going to be announcing it tonight later in our set, but um, we actually won't be playing shows together as Lost Connections much longer. We have a planned farewell show at Sugar City on December 7th. You can hit us up uh, for tickets. Uh, Fernway, Scathe, and Dope City Kid are going to be on it, so that's going to be a pretty sweet show. Hit us up for tickets. Awesome. That sounds pretty nice. I'm just jumping in on this, I guess. Hi, it's Ryan. Okay, Will. So you heard it here first five days from now when this uh, episode is online. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate it. This is Alec from Ghostful, and you're listening to allwny.com.
All right, Ryan Garnett here with the Struggles Real Podcast. I'm here outside of Ironworks on a cold and windy evening with Alec and Aaron from Ghost Pool. Guys, thanks for joining me. How's it going? Hey, how's it going? So, um, did, did, did Jake and Nick just like take the spots? Because I told them they could bring two. Did they just take the spots? Or were you guys asked? Well, you know what? We don't usually talk to them very often. Like, even if we see them at practice, it's normally just we communicate with just like signs. So, no, we, we, we weren't asked. And no, no, they, they talked about it. They said they're going down. Yeah. Uh, you know, the rhythm section. It happens. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it does. Yeah, they just, they're really good at articulating the vision for Ghost Pool, honestly. So yeah. it kind of just made sense for them to do that. And, you know, they're, it was kind of Jake's baby from the beginning as well. So, but we're glad to be a part of Jake's baby. Oh my God. Yeah, for sure. I mean, Jake and I starting the band fucking, what now, almost two years ago. That's fine. You can swear all you want. Oh, dude, that's awesome. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, dude, I don't give a fuck either. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jake and I starting the band like almost two years ago, and he used to play with Nick all the time, and us all getting together just meshed so well. Like, I don't know, you and I have both probably played in the scene for years now trying to get like a good group together, and, you know, I found Jake, and him and I played in an okay band, and we just meshed together, and we always knew that we were like going to do something good, and, you know, this is something good. Awesome. So when we had uh, when we had Nick and Jake on, um, I asked them, because, you know, they're kind of a songwriting duo i asked them what they fight about the most they said they said they don't fight i don't fucking believe uh, not for one fucking second what, what, like like what are you guys fighting about like let's get real here you know i don't, I, I wouldn't say it's fighting i would say it's just awkward tension the whole time because it's like well i mean their vision is like you know they'll write a bunch and nick and jake produce a lot of writing and they're just like well what fits with our band and you know sometimes they write a song and we practice it for weeks and we're just like well you know maybe this isn't ghost bowl we just drop it and we just have another one coming immediately i don't know why they just they really are both the workhorses of this band it's crazy yeah i will say we have definitely gotten better at the like communication aspect of it oh yeah and uh so i don't think it's like feelings get hurt or something when it's something like that but okay. yeah I, I wouldn't say there's like real fight so it's it's not it's not all it's not peace. We're still in the honeymoon phase. <laughs> there you go. It's a little bit of puppy love. <laughs> sure. Um, so uh, I listened to your new song, Half Asleep. I dig it. Um, it's a little different. It's kind of a softer, gentler ghost pool. Is this kind of a direction we can be expecting your new material to go in, or is this kind of more like a one-off kind of ballad kind of thing? So what happened with Half Asleep is that is a full band song. And we just, we had studio time with Jay Zubricki at GCR, and we had a little bit of extra time left in the big room, and we had kicked around the idea of doing, like, another song when we were there recording our split. And Tell me about your split. Okay, so we're doing a split with this band, Handout, from New Orleans. And that will actually come out next month, and we're touring it next month as well with, with Handout. We're super excited. It's going to be the first Ghost Pool tour. So Half Asleep full band will be, you know... We'll be playing it tonight. We'll be playing it on the tour. But it, it's definitely a different vibe, the acoustic track. It's really cool. We had that time. and um, <laughs> You're good. You're good. We had, no, it was just nice. Uh, we had that extra time upstairs, so Jake recorded his guitars in this gigantic, acoustically engineered room, and it just sounded beautiful. Then Jake and I went to go get subs. We come back, and they're like, yo, do you want to hear the song? Yeah, Nick did it in one take. 
absolutely one take. You know what I like about Half Asleep the most is like it really conveys like the emotion that Nick and Jake are trying to get across. And I mean, when we play full band and we were like kicking it live, like I don't know, maybe it gets lost sometimes in how dirty and how noisy we love to play. But I feel like Half Asleep acoustically really like delivers the message that Nick's trying to send and stuff like that. Absolutely. It's so emotionally driven. Sure. So, uh, Alec was nominated for Best Drummer for the LWNY Awards. No one else in the band was nominated for anything. Uh, Alec, how will you be lording this over the rest of the band? Yo, I will put it in their faces all of tour, all 16 days, 24-7. I'll let them know. It's really an honor to be, like, you know, like, uh, nominated for all Western New York. It's not the first time. I've had a band that's been nominated before when, like, Greg was running it and everything. But, uh... It's kind of awesome to see Best Drummer on there, because I mean, I, I wrote, I read the article that you wrote. is very flattering. I fucking, I loved it, man. I loved it too. Yeah, dude, it was really. Yeah, I don't know. I've never been like honored like that before, and I, you know, I've been in the scene for a few years now, and so it's kind of cool to be a little recognized on a list of like what eight, ten people. Yeah. yeah. Oh, awesome. Only ten in Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for for a couple of the categories, like. We were doing 10 for everyone, and it was like, well, we have, like, seven electronic artists. And it's like, well, congratulations, you're eligible. <laughs> so you obviously haven't heard the new Ghostful songs yet. <laughs> yeah. Electronic version. Oh, that's sweet. We, we're going to do a little trance. Um, oh, I thought there was one more thing I was going to ask you guys about. Uh, going into your tour, uh, any dates you guys are looking forward to? Any clubs, any bands you're playing with that's kind of sticking out to you guys? Um... I I'm super excited to be in Salem, Massachusetts. Oh, yeah. That's that's a cool place. I've been there. Yeah. We know we know Valley Heart. Valley Heart's Valley from Heart Sa- Salem. Salem. They're super cool. They're a really good band. Yeah. Um, looking to that uh, Akron, that house show in Akron. Oh, I'm really. Yeah. I'm trying to remember the name the of the house. Thing house. Yeah. It's a, a lot of our favorite bands have played there. Pet Symmetry's played there. Modern Baseball's played there, and it's a house. So it's just going to be a really cool vibe. Love a good house show. Oh my god. Yeah. Cool. Um. I guess that's all. Alec, Aaron, thank you. Good luck on your tour. When you guys come back, uh, be sure to come on and tell us some fucking crazy stories. So (laughs) I want you to write it down as it happens. Give Is is this your merch guy? Yeah, this is Deontay. This is Deontay. Are you going on tour too? I'm actually not going with him this time. Oh, well, next time time you'll document it for us. But yeah, guys, let us know how it goes and good luck. And uh, yeah. That's all here on the Struggles Real Podcast on allwny.com. Let's talk about your reviews uh, a little bit regarding Intravenous de Milo. This tasteless cover is a good indication of the lack of musical invention within. The musical growth rate of this band cannot even be charted. They are treading water in a sea of retarded sexuality and bad poetry. that's, That's nitpicking, isn't it? The gospel according to Spinal Tap. This pretentious, ponderous collection of religious rock psalms is enough to prompt the question, what day did the Lord create Spinal Tap, and couldn't he have rested on that day, too? I've heard that one. That's a good one. That's a good one. The review you had on Shark Sandwich, which was merely a two-word review, just said, shit sandwich. Um, (laughs) Where'd they print that? that? Where'd they print that? That's not real, is it? You can't print that. So I know we talk about a lot of local bands on this podcast. I think it'd be good to expand our reach. And I'm not talking just like national, international bands, but um, we really don't ever talk about bands um, that don't actually exist. So I thought if you guys are cool with it, maybe we could just take a couple of minutes and um, 
talk about our top three favorite fictional bands. Yeah. From movies or TV shows, um, really anything. Well, I mean, I don't know what is your definition of a fictional band. We'll find out, but we will find out. All right, Will, do you want to go first? Sure. Uh, g- give me number three on your list. Number three on my list is the band Mystic Spiral from Daria, <laughs> who are always looking to maybe change their name or thinking about changing their name. But uh, I remember uh, growing up and watching that show and, and really liking, uh, I think, Trent was yep. uh, his name. And Trent's band, uh, Mystic Spiral, was, was always great for some goofy mid-'90s lyrics. I, I, I actually, I, there was one song, for, I think I watched every episode of Daria about 80 times, and there was one that always just stuck in my head. It was, personal whore, personal whore, tear up my backbone, personal whore. <laughs> they were like, the band that always rhymed like brain with insane and things like that, you know, just great. They were ridiculous. Yeah. That whole show was, Nate, Nate are you familiar with Daria? No, oh my goodness! Not, yeah. It actually it was a spinoff from Beavis and Butthead, but it ended up actually being written like intelligently and was like well done and right. Yeah, so that's my third pick. What about you, Nate? Um, my third pick will be Mouse Rat, which oh. is uh, Chris Pratt's band from Parks and Recreation. Absolutely, right. you got nods and agreement from yes. that. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, they had a lot of great songs. And, and Chris Pratt as Andy was the lead singer and guitar player. Yeah, right. they were constantly yeah. changing their name as well. It was right. like a running joke. <laughs> so they'd be like the band formerly known as Mouse Rat. It was Rat Mouse for a while. Rat Mouse. <laughs> I like it. He could write like country songs about Jurassic Park or something. I might listen to that. Yeah, like my girl left me and my raptor left me all in the same week and my truck broke down. Dear Chris <laughs> how about, Pratt. How, how about you, Ryan? <laughs> um... They're kind of a one-hit wonder, but um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna pronounce it wrong because it's actually not said in the movie. But I'm gonna go with Figrin Dan and the Modal Nodes yes. from Star Wars. Yes, right. That is that was gonna be my number one. Ha <laughs> ha! I win. I actually have a Christmas ornament with like a three ornament set with the band that yeah. all like hung together. The Cantina like, Band. I didn't know they had a real name. I just refer to them as the Cantina Band. No, that is that yours. You're gonna have to find a new yeah. number one. They just have that one song. Yeah, that's all, all. All they need. Play that same it's, song uh, again. It's like Baja <laughs> Men doing "Who Let the Dogs Out." Right. They, they don't. They don't need. A yeah, they're song. they're the Baja Men of Tatooine. Right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm cool with that. Yeah, it took me way too long to figure out that they're from the Bahamas. <laughs> like the Bahamen. Should, I, mean, I, th- I thought you meant the Cantina Band. No. <laughs> I think no. it's a long way from home. It is. All right, well, Nate, well, Nate's picking a number one, a new number one. I'll, I'll go with my number two, uh, which is uh, Metalocalypse. Uh, would, uh, the show Metalocalypse has a band named Death Clock. It's about the band called Death Clock. And uh, uh, it's done by the same guy who did home movies, Brendan Small. And uh, some of the people who, who worked on that show also kind of went on to do Bob's Burgers. And uh, it's basically just the misadventures of a very stupid metal band. And it's great. I've heard good things. I have not seen it. That right. was actually they were a trivia question in our uh, Rick's Records episode. They episode get a lot 11. of uh, they get a lot of actual musicians to do voices on the show, and Metallica will do voices, or or Motorhead, or you know, uh, uh, all kinds of bands, Ozzy, whatever, and, and they'll do little like side character voices, and it's just the funniest thing I've seen in a very long time. All right. I know that those guys tour too. I think. Uh, Brendan Small tours, uh, and he plays. He's a he's a he, he writes the songs. He plays a guitarist. I don't know if he necessarily calls it Death Clock or not. That might kind of fall out of the category of whether I can see them live and if they're 
technically mm-hmm. a fictional band, I suppose. Sort of. Sort of. Nate? Yeah, I mean, this is just an impromptu thing. They probably would have landed lower on the list. But uh, number two, I'm going to go Jesse and the Rippers. Oh, a full, a full house. Right. What um, was their big hit? Oh, they had one. I remember that awful music video they showed. Oh, was it called like Always maybe? Yeah, uh, maybe. That might have been an actual Bon Or that might have been a Bon Jovi song. That could be both. It was big in Japan, I remember, on the show. uh, Well, it was all covers, right? Was it Forever by the Beach Boys? Uh, It was Forever. That was the name of the song. Okay. I don't don't think I realized that was a cover. Neither did I. (laughs) I liked the episode where he couldn't get Becky off his mind and he kept singing Viva Lost Becky. Right. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, Forever is a Beach Boys song, and I remember they did have the Beach Boys on in one episode. Weird. John Stamos was their bongo player. Yeah, on Kokomo. So yeah, Jesse and the Rippers. Also, uh, <laughs> I I didn't think of it until now, so but I late. think actually my number two would be uh, the FreeCreditReport.com band. <laughs> Those commercials probably in the mid two thousands really resonated oh, with yeah. with it with me even though i didn't have a credit score at the time oh those guys so, had a uh, name i wish i could remember I, they were a real band that yeah. was hired to become the, the that band but and it probably ruined them or made them they're probably <laughs> no no like like usually if you, if you do commercial work you're not getting any any revenue off that so they got they got the payment up front and they're musicians which means they took all of their money and squandered it away uh, trying to become bigger 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 like uh, stars I bet they're like oh we're gonna take all this and invest it in an album that sold 15 copies yeah alright uh, Ryan number two rest in peace uh, I don't know if you guys have seen it there is an excellent movie that's up on Netflix called Sing Street uh, it is about a group of uh, four private school boys in England in the 80s and they start this awesome band and they uh, they rebel against their high school and the singer tries to go after the girl and it's just it's really really interesting and the band from that is great and they have a lot of like uh, a lot of very Duran Duran sounding songs and uh, no I've I, I I'm always amazed that more musicians haven't seen that movie so I, I would absolutely recommend yeah what does that make one it's more time it's called Sing Street Sing Street that's on Netflix uh, last I checked was on Netflix and, great yeah. yeah. All right, Will, what's number one? Number one for me is the beats from Doug. <laughs> I mean, everyone knows Killer Tofu. It was part of uh, at least at least oh, most yeah. of our child life's growing up, and uh, we, we always watched the beats on Doug, and I, I feel like that was one of the, the weirdest bands that never was. Most people who can't even tell you uh, anything about uh, Pearl Jam or Nirvana or, or or anything in the 90s somehow can tell you almost all the, all the words to Killer Tofu, and I find that that's at least something Wait. that should be... Are there words outside of the chorus? Yes. Oh, yeah. There's... there's, there's uh, uh, I eat my sugar cereal, but it makes my mouth bacterial. Oh, my God. Yeah. That blowing your mind over there i don't i don't remember that <laughs> at all well anyway that's my my number one pick it always makes me sad when uh people i know didn't have cable as children and didn't get to see doug well you figure they they ran those things ad nauseum for so many years you and it was only four little seasons of doug you must have caught it somewhere plus it's all over hulu now so the beats live on yeah just don't it have it moved from nickelodeon to abc and disney bought it and changed all the voices you gotta stay away from that yeah Brand spanking new Doug, they called it. Yeah, even, I think. yeah, no, no. My my Doug needs to sound one way, right? And my Patty Mayonnaise needs to be just the way I like her, right? Blasphemous any other way. Nate, what's your number one? You know what? My number one 
my numero uno would be uh there's there's this one episode of Phineas and Ferb where they start a band and it's the greatest. They basically so for those who don't know the, the concept of Phineas and Ferb the Disney cartoon is it's these two brothers, their stepbrothers. It's summer vacation and every episode they plan this super elaborate thing to build or create um, every episode. So one episode, um, it's always like, oh, what are we going to do today, Ferb? So they decide that they want to be one-hit wonders. So they go through, and it is it is a pretty funny parody of writing a pop song, but they end up writing this pop song and becoming super popular. And it's a really catchy song, and it, it's a good... And then they perform it, everybody loves them, and then they just quit because they want it to be one-hit wonders. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, it's their song is like playing in the elevator. Um, but it's good. It's catchy. It's... Uh, I'll never forget the words. It's just nonsense words, which is, <laughs> I think they. Uh, that that is that's pop music. Yeah, it's catchy though. It's bow chicka bow wow. That's what my baby says. Mau 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 and mau 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 and my heart starts pumping. Chicka chicka two up. Never gonna stop. Gitchy gitchy goo means that I love you. <laughs> it makes sense more. I than haven't. More, I have I've heard things that make less sense right. than that. I haven't seen that episode in probably nine years, and I, it's I still remember it. So, number one band, one hit wonder. All right, uh, so I'm I'm, I'm giving out a few honorable mentions here. Uh, Marvin Barry and the Starlighters, right from Back to the Future. Sure, they uh they did a great job behind Michael J. Fox improvising that song while he was freaking out on guitar. Uh, the Wonders from that thing you do, right? The Oneaters. Yes, the Oneaters. They 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 they, they uh, maybe they should have made. Them. What was the name of that song they had? That uh, that thing you do. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that was a good song. What was the name of that movie? That thing you do. Right. Yeah, that was a good movie, but and, that's, and their uh, their big song though in that movie, what was that one uh, called? Yeah, I always really like the Wonders. I like Steve Zahn on guitar. Even if you listen to the other songs on that album, they're actually all really good. And oh yeah, I think the singer from Fountains of Wayne is on that stuff too. Which all right, so them and also a Zit Remedy from the original run of Degrassi Junior High. Oh, I'm happy you understand that because right. Nate probably doesn't even. That's, uh, Nate wasn't even alive when that yeah. show was is made. Is that the one with Drake? I don't know. That this is like this is like 15 years before the one with Drake. Okay, yeah. I, I think I, I remember watching this on like 1997. Ba- back then it was old. Yeah, yeah. I I, like, I was know. never into Degrassi, even like the contemporary one that was on when I was that age. But I think I watched it ironically. <laughs> I'm really not sure. Anymore. I don't think th- we can have a debate about this another time. I don't think there's. I don't think it's possible to like something ironically. Either you like you it, it or you don't. I think if you watch something and openly mock it or have fun with it or converse through it, I think you can kind of say that you're hate watching it. That's just yeah, but that's just what that you're Isn't still that just liking like a guilty it. Pleasure? That's just a different reason to like something. I don't think. Sure. Which I guess is what people are getting at when they maybe I'm just arguing over semantics. Yeah. But I would argue that. Even if you even if you watch something to make fun of it, it's for it entertainment. Good. It doesn't make it good, but like you're not you don't like something ironically. You just you like it because it's fun. Or you're enjoying it in a different <laughs> way than it was intended. That doesn't mean that you're I guess when you say liking something ironically, it's implying that your like isn't genuine. You like you're liking it sarcastically, which isn't true. Well. You are liking it. For what it is, just not for the reason that the artist intended. I guess so. Okay. <laughs> Ryan guesses so. What do you think, Will? 
I I I totally zoned out during so long. <laughs> All right, so fictional bands. <laughs> okay, Those no, were the top nine one, fictional bands. Do we have to number one? I have my number one. He's got a number one. Those were all one. my honorable mentions. Oh, number right. one, Doctor Teeth and the Electric Mayhem. From right, the Muppet Show. That, they yeah. cannot be on this list. Yeah, that's a good one. That band I, was yeah. fantastic. There were clearly drug references all the time with these characters. Animal is the best fictional drummer of all time. Uh, uh, him and Neil Peart. Right, they're both uh, fantastic fake drummers. And uh, yeah, man, that's a good pick. All the way around, that's a good pick. I'd go if they were if they were a real band, I'd go see them. Right, in part because they're 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 like Muppets, but I I think I'd still go see them. So now are 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 we trimming this down to the best? How are we doing this, or do we just want to? I I think I just wanted to kind of hear what other people said. I mean, I I was I was honestly surprised about uh, some of the the non mentions. I, I figured someone would throw a Wild Stallions in there. I figured maybe somebody would show uh, put a Blues Brothers in there. A Spinal See, Tap. I'm, I'm not a big Blues Brothers fan. I would argue that Blues Brothers has transcended the fictional band. They started as a fictional band, but they kind of just turned into a regular band. Like, they put out records and they toured. What true. else is there That's to be? True. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, yeah, I'm surprised about. Sp- I mean, Spinal Tap did tour, right? But yeah, that's but, true. But they were. St- they were. They, they. I feel like. But Spinal Tap, they they still maintain the parody of it, right? Like, Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Um, where Blues Brothers is more just like straight up, right? Like. Right. I hate Blues Brothers. Why? We can have another uh, argument I, about I, that. I actually saw Blues uh, that'd Brothers. That'd be a hot take. I saw, it's a, it's I saw a, Blues Brothers 2000 before I saw Blues Brothers. I think that's what. Uh, really that's what did yeah. it. Yeah. Blues because Brothers 2000. That's, that's one of the top that's 10 best it. movies ever made. The Blues Brothers. T- 10 best ever? Well, most fun. To, I mean, it's great. It's got it's got the most insane car chase, car pile up, ever put it to film. I love the, I love the gig. With great the fence music. In front of them. That's that's yeah. That's an awesome part. I mean, there's just all right, all a right. ton. There's so many awesome parts. Right. When, I'll um, give that to you. When um, who's the preacher? Is it James Brown? No. Yeah. 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 When they walk so, in the church yeah. and he first gets hit by the the ray of light. Yes. Yes. And he ends up like they have the whole gospel chorus and they start doing backflips and stuff. There's so many good sequences. Right. Yeah. Uh, good uh, car chases. Carrie Fisher right. is great. I hate uh, musicals, but I like the Blues Brothers. Uh, the Lone Rangers could have been on the list from Airheads. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Frozen Embryos, Jared Leto's uh, first band uh, on My my So-Called Life. Oh, God. Before he was in 30 Seconds to Mars, right? Yeah. He was in the frozen embryos. Yeah. Uh, who? Well, we talked what? about this off air, but um, Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club yes. Band. B Sharps from The Simpsons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh. Um, but yeah, if if we didn't mention your favorite band, or even if we did, just let us know what is your favorite fictional band. Yes. Join us on the social medias at facebook.com backslash the struggle is real podcast or twitter at sir podcast ny yeah tweet if we miss something let us know tell us tell us when we're wrong please this is sid the kid and you're listening to all wny.com Morning time, but I left work 
Ryan Garnett here in this, it's still cold, this alley here in Ironworks, and it's gonna, it's gonna keep getting colder as it gets later. I am here with Sid the Kid. Sid, how you doing? I'm doing great, how are you? I'm good, thanks for coming on. So, uh, you have a new album coming out called War Stories, I believe? Uh, tell us about War Stories. Um, so it's basically a concept album that I started writing last summer. Um, it's basically kind of exploring the emotions that a woman goes through when she's trapped in an abusive and toxic relationship. And uh, just kind of like, you know, like sort of like the darker emotions you feel when you're going through that. And then sort of like afterwards, like the reflection period and then like the strength and empowerment you draw when you move past it and overcome it. That sounds like a very emotional oh, yeah. time. How was, how was songwriting for it? Was it well, tough? They all kind of came like a piece at a time. It might have been like a few lines of scraggle down somewhere a few months ago and like little pieces came together. Sometimes I'd write one song out in like a sitting, but... It, it kind of like, it was just like random jigsaw puzzle pieces that like just slowly came together eventually and I was like, all right, I think I have the big picture here, you know. Awesome. And uh, when is your release party for that? Uh, November 24th. It'll be at The Bronze, which is actually my house. It's a house show. Oh, cool. Yeah. And if, if I want to know where it is, what should I do? Uh, you can message a host on the event page or one of the bands that are playing it. Uh, so far it'll be me. It's going to be all female openers too to kind of support the theme. And uh, another girl is going to be coming, my friend Chelsea, who's from New Hampshire, is coming down to play it. And uh, she's amazing. She just plays uh, guitar with, like, loop pedals and stuff and does all sorts of neat stuff. And then uh, my friend Maureen's going to be doing an acoustic set. And we're actually still looking for another female act, but I've been having trouble finding another one. I can help you with that. That would be great. <laughs> um, so uh, I've been seeing posts for Sus. Is that is there is there S U S? How do you say it? It's Sus, yeah. And uh, so what what's Sus? Uh, that's just the new project I'm starting because I've been solo for a while, and I've been wanting to expand into a band. And uh, my boyfriend Nick, who is also the drummer for this, oh, um, yeah. yeah, he's been um, he's been playing drums with me. We've been jamming for a while, and his brother happens to play bass. So we've been jamming together, and we decided to start a project together, and. You know, and then just kind of go full full sound with what I've been writing, and I'm really excited about it. It's been super fun. So, is it like expanding on what you're doing as Sid the Kid, or is it kind of something a little different than that? Um, it started out as just a plain expansion, but then as I've been like working with them, we've been kind of finding our own little like, you know, like our relationships have been developing as musicians, and I think we're like kind of developing our own flavor together. You know. Sure. Where did you record the new album? Um, I actually recorded it all just like with a H2 Zoom microphone and my laptop using GarageBand. I 
you know, I've I've thought about studio recording before, but it honestly makes me really nervous. And so I and I like the intimate feeling of doing it all myself. So it's not like the cleanest sounding stuff, but I also really enjoy that lo-fi feeling, you know. So pretty much just did it all DIY. So does it sound similar to your last album, the way that was recorded? Sort of, yeah. I definitely like some of the tracks sound way different than others. There's not really a consistent like sound. Like some of them are like heavier while some of them are like there's one on like a ukulele you know like that's all like soft and pretty sounding so there's a I kind of wanted to like write each track to like sort of like embody the emotion for that part of like the story you wanted to stand by itself yeah you know oh I'm good <laughs> um cool so now that is all so uh Sid thanks for coming on and uh the release party is November 24th is War Stories available now not yet. I plan on releasing it like a week before the show onto like Bandcamp and try like Spotify and all that. So like a week before November 24th, you can check out Sid's new album and maybe she'll be gracious enough to let us play one of the tracks from it on the podcast. Oh yeah, there's already a single on Bandcamp right now. It's called Declaring War. We're all over that. Okay. All right. Thank you, Sid. Here on the Struggle is Real podcast on allwny.com. This is Nathan from Lost Connections, and you're listening to AllWNY.com. Hi, welcome to the Struggles Real Podcast. We are again in a Get, it's progressively getting colder, Allie, on the side of Ironworks here in Buffalo. We are joined by Dan, Joe, and John from Kill the Clock. Oh, I got it right. Guys, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having us. Uh, so uh, you guys haven't put out any new music. There hasn't been a lot of new music from you guys over the last like year or so. You did the three-song EP. Um, do you guys have any stuff that you're working on right now? Yeah, well, we put out a new song actually in June or July, yeah, a few months ago, um, a song, Worry, and that's a part of a new record we're putting out. Um, either at the end of 2018 or very beginning of 2019. Worry, which is uh, nominated for the All WNY Best Local Song of the Year. Was it? Yes. Were you aware of that? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's that. cool. Yeah. That's rad. Yeah. See? <laughs> Yay, breaking good news. I like it. <laughs> yes, and you can continue to vote for you guys every day until uh, November 9th. I would have voted. Is Fernway on there? Yes, abs- uh, yeah, actually What's they are. Uh, I, Headspace. I would have voted for Headspace. Yeah, there's some good. There, 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 there's so much good music this year. I listen to like. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Yeah. I listen to like 30 hours of music going into it. So, um, so you guys have you guys have done some pretty extensive touring, right? Yes, we have. Yeah. Uh, and you've played some big shows. Uh, who is just the most fun, like bigger band that you played with to open for? Uh, locally or on like an international like. If, or you, both? if you have international, we'd love to hear it. Oh man, um, the favorite band I. Probably anti-flag, honestly. honestly. I know John left a little early. We played Four Chord Music Festival in Pittsburgh um, in August, and uh, Less Than Jake, Bayside, and Anti-Flag headlined, okay, and yeah. Anti-Flag was just so awesome. Um, yeah, that was just a really fun thing to watch, yeah. and yeah, I don't know. That's my personal. I really enjoyed uh, when we opened up for Four Years Strong a few years back because uh, Dan stuck around and actually watched our set, and that meant a lot, you know, coming from a smaller band, and that was really cool. 
Um, mine's probably also the anti-flag thing. That was pretty sick. Um, all around, that was just a really cool show. And then besides that, probably just opening for Theory of a Dead Man because that was just a weird. <laughs> that was just a weird experience. <laughs> but it was a fan. Like it was so much fun. That was something I always wanted to do. That was a good show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what, what, what was weird about it? Not. I don't want to say weird, but like I don't know. Theory of the dead. Theory of a Dead Man. Like I don't know. Like just being like the. Like stereotypical, like radio rock band. Like it wasn't like necessarily our vibe, but it worked. Um, it was a super cool experience playing Canal Side. Like that was awesome. Oh, yeah. um, it was the biggest crowd by far we've ever played to. Um, I don't know. I don't really have anything bad to say about it. It's oh, just yeah. Nickelback light. <laughs> it was all good things, but if you told me, like ever, that I would be opening for Theory of a Dead Man. I just like wouldn't have believed it. I, I, I think Dan hit it on the hit the nail on the head. It was just kind of out of left field. Like, oh, theory of a dead man. We're like, what? It was like, a like sur- it was a surreal like experience in yeah, a way. Like, but it was like we were just so grateful for it. It was yeah, great. No, nothing, nothing bad about the band. It was just very <laughs> random. Yeah, very <laughs> random. So, um. Now, I, there's two types of touring bands I found. There's the one type of touring band who comes back and talks about how often they got laid. And then there's the other half of touring bands that come back and they're like, I don't know what the fuck those other half of those people are talking about. So, you, you know, doing the genre of music, do you, you guys do? Do you, do you find you're getting a lot, you get, get a lot of female attention? And um, we, we, We're all taken, <laughs> we so all we're definitely, we all have girlfriends, <laughs> okay. happily taken. And... Um, <laughs> even even that aside, like we haven't like experienced much of that. Maybe it's because we're not very good looking. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We've I don't think. I mean, from my personal experience, I've never experienced that on the road. The, um, the only thing that has ever happened to me of that nature by any means was a girl came up to me at our North Carolina show, and this is when I had really long hair. She said she liked my hair, and then the next day I went and I cut it, and that. <laughs> That was that's all that really happened. That's yeah. Yes, you, the the one thing you get complimented on, just fucking get, get rid of it. Yeah. My my one time was I played a show in New Jersey and I had a girl write her phone number on a piece of paper, ball it up, and hit me in the back of the head with it, and that was the best wow. I got. Nice, you got digits at least. There you go. Um, do, do you have any questions, Will? Fucking cold. Yeah, it, it's fucking cold. Thank you, Kill the Clock, for coming on here. We'll be playing, I think we have worries already on all WNY, so we're going to play it here. And, uh, yeah, rock on, guys. Good luck. Take it easy. Yep, bye.
right, folks. Now for some upcoming shows that we'll be doing on, uh, whoop, and my phone's fallen. The struggle is real, folks. We are here in an alley on the side of uh, Ironworks, after all. Um, on uh, November 10th, we have an LWNY show. It is Kennedy Carpool of Night and Light at the Scarecrow Show over at Mohawk Place. Um, of Night and Light is amazing. I uh, Like I was talking about earlier, I saw Scarecrow Show. Uh, super talented guys. You want to get out and see them. Uh, they put on a super energetic show. I think they're going places, personally. Uh, in addition to that, on November 17th at Rude Boys Artworks, I, uh, we have Friends of the Podcast Pocket Vinyl is going to be joining us. Uh, if you don't know about Pocket Vinyl, uh, if you have Amazon Video, I recommend checking out their documentary Drive, Play, Sleep, uh, which is uh, probably the best documentary I've seen uh, regarding the topic of uh, kind of touring and local independent musicians. So uh, that's worth checking out. Their deal's kind of interesting. Uh, their singer Eric uh, plays piano and sings while there um, while his wife Elizabeth she paints and it's a real interesting aesthetic and uh, kind of going off of what they do we're gonna have three other local artists who are going to be playing um, they're gonna be playing uh, while live painters go with them so we're gonna have a uh, co-host Nate who's uh, I think still performing on stage right now as I'm talking um, he's gonna be performing with Lisa Nudo who uh, provided the backdrop at warp tour she's an amazing artist from Rochester if you need something done, check her out. We're going to have uh, Dave Michaels from the Dave Michaels Band. Uh, I think he's performing as a two-piece. He's going to be performing with artist Cassius Green. And we have Shannon Vanderland, a personal favorite of mine, a fellow St. Rose music graduate. She's, uh, she lives out in Albion. She's going to be coming and doing her thing, which is kind of kind of a Sarah Bareilles, Ben Foldsy kind of pop music. And she'll be doing that with painter Jessica Miller, who uh, I have heard does amazing things with a canvas. So uh, that's some of the stuff we have going on. Um, what else? What else we have? There's more than that. Uh, November 4th. Uh, also at Ruboy's Artwork, a uh, show I'm putting on. We're going to have uh, the Burkharts, who are formerly Orange Friction. We're going to have Leda. We're going to have the Good Neighbors. And uh, we're going to have Young Heezy. Young Heezy's coming to us from Vancouver. They are a Beatles-esque pop band, kind of uh, exploring more of the experimental side. But they do have beautiful harmonies. You can hear it in the chord structures and the music they play. And uh, I think it's going to be a real cool, intimate show. Um, you know, you don't get a chance to see touring bands like these in spots so small. So, uh come out and I think you'll dig it and uh, yeah folks and that's all I've got for right now it's time to stop no more